Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Catherine Sabatio, the founder of Aroma Baby. Catherine is a businesswoman with experience in the areas of natural personal care, baby skin care, international trade, marketing and branding, spanning two decades. Catherine has conducted mother and baby wellness workshops to both midwives and consumers in several countries including Dubai, Hong Kong and China. Catherine, comfortable as the face of not only her brand, but often her industry. She is in the media for her business success story as being used as a teaching tool to educate students. Catherine also dedicates time to mentoring other women in business through workshops and as a part of the Women in Global Business program. She is a mother of two boys and is passionate about supporting and empowering women. Catherine is also involved in supporting disadvantaged women and children in the community, including Women's Shelter, the first of a series of free baby massage workshops. She's doing amazing things. So grab yourself a coffee, sit back and tune in. Welcome, Catherine Savazio. How are you today? Uh, hello, Catherine. I'm really well, thank you. I think I just pronounced your name in a very Italian accent then. You it do. does sound a little bit Italian. It is Italian. <laughs> it is. Well, there you go. There you go. So, Catherine, I, our listeners obviously weren't listening to our conversation beforehand, but we were just talking about your business, Aroma Baby. So I thought maybe we could start with that a little bit, just a little bit of an introduction and how you got into it and, uh, and so forth. Sure. Look, I did leave school a little bit too early um, at only 15 years old and it perhaps might have been uh, better if I had stayed. But look, I think what I've done is a result of being very passionate and driven and very focused on natural health and wellness, even from uh, that young age. So I was working in an industry where I was developing some product mainly for fashion retailers like Sports Girl and it was body care that I introduced to that group. And ended up being retrenched just before Christmas 22 years ago and around the same time found out that we were expecting our first baby and I switched my focus from the fashion body care to baby care, uh, natural baby care um, products and I couldn't find any available at all at the time. And obviously, isn't it funny when you look back on, you know, obviously you being retrenched and, and, and had was having your first baby, you can see how it all was meant to happen because obviously now you're in this business now with the Aroma Baby and do you think that this would have come to fruition if you weren't pregnant? 
Oh, not at all. Um, I was very much, and I still am, sort of focused on style and fashion and, and beauty writing, and I do that in my other kind of role. But um, my whole focus, I think, I was consumed by the by the pregnancy and I guess by the vulnerability of other mothers, um, especially during their pregnancy, where they are bombarded with um, subliminal marketing from different corporations. And I thought, well, if every company is kind of marketing the same type of product and the same type of formula to these new mothers, then they don't really have a choice in the type of product they use. And there was a huge incidence of eczema, and there still is, uh, for babies that they one in three babies will get some sort of skin irritation within the first six months of their life. So um, with a lot of the ingredients that I found linking eczema and skin irritation and sensitivity to product use, I thought I was in a perfect position to to change that and offer something that was going to be different. So, Catherine, did you just started making up your own recipes at home and experimenting or did you do some sort of research and, and sort of outsource that part of the business? Oh, look, I absolutely re- uh, outsourced after I'd done my research. For me, it was never going to be something that I made in the kitchen. Um, I wanted to be on par with the leading brands of the world and that meant proper formulations, a lot of education and, and sort of information around what was suitable for infant skin uh, versus what was on the market already and making sure that I had really high quality facilities that had traceability and accountability uh, to make sure that these were going to be safe and um, effective products for, for the intended user, which were pregnant women and new mothers and, and of course, their young babies. That's amazing. So what kind of products do you have uh, as part of your range? Uh, look, we have pretty much everything that we believe new, new families could need without overkill. So we don't have 10 washes and five different lotions, but we do have a couple. And one of them would be aromatherapy-based, which is the, the core, core product that I started with um, 21 years ago. And then the others, as we did more research and I learned more about the importance of unscented and using water first for newborns, I then introduced some completely unscented products and that means they have no essential oils at all. So everything from healing balms and natural soothing lotions to massage oils, gentle washes, shampoo, um, handmade cleansing bars that are produced on a farm for us. We supply a lot of the raw materials so the formulations are ours and the IP is very safe. Um, but pretty much everything that I think a new a, a new mother could need for her baby we would have. I love aromatherapy. I'm big on aromatherapy, and it's it's got. I mean, all the essentials have got medicinal properties in them anyway. So just and 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 not not just that. I think that even with my son, when he was growing up, I used to put calming uh, oils like lavender and chamomile and with some soft yes. music, and I really could see the difference that it had on him. How it just settled him into his sleep. I totally agree. Look, I did go back to school despite having left so early, and um, I did a diploma. Um, of aromatherapy over three years part-time and then I went back and studied uh, infant massage um, as an instructor so I thought those two kind of tactile skills would really um, enhance I suppose the professional role that I had in, in educating both midwives and consumers in an area that was quite new back then. But even now I mean you don't hear very often where you know people take their their babies for a massage. No, and in fact, we do run workshops on wellness and mother and baby skincare and massage and talk about the importance of touch and how uh, the, the power of touch can actually help 
benefit and empower the mums and particularly help even the new dads bond with their babies and other siblings in the in the family. So I think that's quite a unique part of what we do because the sector that we're in now is quite saturated in Australia. There are lots of different baby care brands to choose from. Um, I think the qualities of ours are quite different because the fact that this was produced for my own child and there was nothing like it in the world at the time meant that I very, very specifically hand-chose um, oils from different regions, different grades, and they're in different percentages, and I own that formulation. So it's not like going to a laboratory and just having something produced by a chemist or something that's an existing formula they have, which is produced to a price point mostly. Ours is quite a, a health professional or more of a professional kind of quality. It's more of that mid to higher end. Yeah, and I just as you were saying, the power of touch. It reminded me. I read an article um, a little while back now, just the power of connection. Um, when it was a story about um, a, a children's hospital with the nurses, they found that when they were holding uh, children that were, uh, you know, ill, yes. um, how quickly they recovered from the illness just by daily, uh, you know, hugs and, and just holding them and, and caressing them and so forth. So it, it, it's, it's very, very powerful to be able Absolutely. To, yeah, you know, Absolutely. like even massaging. Yes. Look, there, there are lots of studies around that talk about particularly preterm babies being discharged from hospital up to five days earlier than babies that are not massaged. Um, there is a lot of evidence around the power of touch in terms of the parents, even the midwives sometimes, holding the babies and reducing the heart risk and reducing the, the, the steroids and the stress levels, the stress cortisones that they're producing, which do, do help them to get well quicker. It really is just wonderful. That's amazing. So the, I guess for me, I remember back then when I was also into the aromatherapy, there's so, there's some certain, there's obviously some oils that you can't use on babies. And there's obviously yes. some oils you can't use when you're pregnant. Do you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Of course. Um, and again, that's another thing that probably sets our brand a little bit um, apart from some of the other things that are out there. There are oils such as some of the strong citrus, the lemons, the tea trees, um, even some of the herbaceous oils, they are quite strong for babies and I wouldn't use them in a formulation and, and we haven't. But there are things out there that do contain these types of oils and although they're targeted for babies, um, sometimes the natural or organic oil can be the, the strongest or the most irritating factor in, a, in an overall product. So we really need to be responsible um, in terms of our manufacturing and in terms of our knowledge around the ingredients that we use, particularly as a brand owner, if you're not owning the brand or you're not owning the formulations and you haven't developed them, so you don't have that intimate understanding of the power of those essential oils and, and how they can uh, affect the body. For babies, I mean, with essential oils, when they're young, they do need to metabolise it through the liver. So we're looking at very, very simple um, essential oils, such as those in the lavender family and in the chamomile family. But but even there, there are a few different variations that we can choose from. Um, I love the German chamomile, which is a more expensive, very deep blue indigo type oil. And it has a lot of um, healing properties, particularly around inflammation. So the main constituent there is, is an ingredient called camazuline, which is from the azuline family, and it's an anti-inflammatory. So if you think of a hot, red, inflamed skin situation, this is a beautiful you know, nurturing oil to help soothe and, and reduce the inflammation. And that can be in, in an emotional state as well as in the skin. So it's, it's beautiful. It's a really, really beautiful herbaceous oil that is safe for babies. I, I love the uh, German chamomile, all the blue oil. I use that yes. with a bit of peppermint and some curry oil. And sometimes I just use a little bit on my temple when I've got a oh, headache. Lovely. Just gorgeous. Mm. Mm. 
Catherine, you sound like you've got a lot of energy and very, very motivated. So what drives you? <laughs> um, oh, look, I don't know. Sometimes the, the most favourite thing, I suppose, about having my own business and having sustained you know, it for so long is that I've got really flexible hours. And although they're quite long at the moment, we're almost having like a rebirth of our business with so much attention from overseas and particularly from China. But um, I still have the flexibility to work a bit from home and work around my children, even though they're kind of grown up. Um, and I'm, I'm really able to focus on the areas that I'm passionate about, the, 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 the media part, the marketing, the branding, product development, um, also really passionate about making a difference. And whether it's mentoring women through some of the different programs that the government run, like Women in Global Business, or whether it's just through running a workshop for, um, I'm actually doing something for um, a women's shelter in Sydney coming up in August, where it's they're women that suffer from um, situations of domestic and family violence. So what we're doing is trying to just, again, help empower them and, and support them in feeling great about themselves and feeling confident in, in touching and, and nurturing their babies. So there's a lot of amazing, beautiful things that I get to do by running my own business, and, and there's just a few of them. Well, so do you do all that yourself? You do all your branding, media, marketing, everything yourself? Uh, look, in terms of that part of the business, um, they're my favourite kind of things and they come very easily. Um, I did work for a magazine and I still do some freelance writing. So um, anything to do with media and, and writing is, is very easy for me to do. Um, the marketing, I guess it's all part of it because that, that category didn't exist I had to create information and um, marketing materials for the for the whole sector. So you do become a bit of an expert by default, and and you do become really, you know, really well. You you you're really good at I guess what you do because you've been doing it for so long. Um, but it's I suppose you know like working with children's hospitals and and working with women and babies is something I am really passionate about, and it does drive me. Well, it's amazing. Like there's no way I, I have my team that look after the marketing, branding, media, social media. There's just no way in the world I would be able to do that as well as everything else. Yeah, well, That's I suppose my, my team is more around um, operations, warehousing, administration, and even when I try and sort of step back from the export side, I really am um, just so passionate about it. And I think with export, when you tell your story, they are so engaged and they so, they value your story and they value what you've done and they really care and I, and I just love it and I think nobody can really repeat the story the way I can and it's hard to let go of that. Um, so I think I may as well do what I'm best at and what I'm most passionate about and let my little team, you know, sort of support me with the other areas. So if you had to pick one thing, what's the best part out of your job? Because you, you do a lot, but if you had to pick one thing, what is the best part? Um, I think making a difference. Um, it's it's just me in my own little way in, in a lot of different areas, but um, it, it's, it is definitely making a difference that whether it's helping a parent with eczema, whether it's, you know, doing these workshops, whether it's mentoring women in business and helping them to believe in themselves and, and believe that they can achieve whatever it is that they're chasing, I think um, that's what it's about. It's, it's, it's making that little difference in your own way. You've got so much energy, Catherine. You've just—I've got like a, this boost of energy just just speaking to you. It's quite amazing. Oh, that's lovely. So, Catherine, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? 
Mm. <laughs> I, pr I probably would say um, I did leave school a little bit too early. Um, I would have liked to have had some more formal business qualifications behind me. Although as an entrepreneur, uh, creating a new category in retail, perhaps if I had have had more um, education and um, more time at school, I wouldn't have been the hands-on, passionate uh, entrepreneur that I am. So, yes, I would have liked to have had some more formal training, but, hey, I've learned a lot on the job and that's that's what I do. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I, we were talking about this before. I mean, I left school at 16 and left home at 16. Uh, and I think that, you know, I've gone back studying as an adult and continue to study, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think that it makes you who you are today, I think, if you, you know, like you said, you're, you're the entrepreneur and, you know, the things that you've done, you probably would have not been able to do that if you didn't yes. leave school at 15. So I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So, Catherine, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh, the best piece of advice that I have been given is probably to believe in myself. The, the role that I was retrenched from when that company closed down, the, the boss was an older gentleman and I actually started in that company in my early 20s and I was uh, in an admin role and he came in to me one day and he said to me, look, you've got a really keen eye for product development and fashion. Um, what about if I give you a promotion and I give you your own office and I you know, get you working on sports girl and that kind of thing? And I said, no, 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 that sounds too much like a sales job to me. And he said, no, it's not. It's product development. Um, I'll give you a pay rise, a car, send you overseas, give you an office, and if you don't like your job, you can take your old role back. So I think he really um, encouraged me to believe in myself, and my whole career took a, took a turn, and it was then that I actually did my first overseas trip. And as it happened, unfortunately, the female manager that I travelled with had an accident in Hong Kong on the second day that we were there, and ended up in hospital with a knee reconstruction for a month. So I got thrown in the deep end and had to do all the appointments that she had set up. And I just thrived. I just loved it. So um, I think, you know, to believe in yourself was was a great piece of advice and um, certainly something that I encourage other uh, women in business to do as well. And I don't think anything's a coincidence. I think all of those things actually happened yeah. for you for to put you in that position, for you to shine. For sure, yes. So, Catherine, what is the greatest lesson you have ever learned? Um, I think, you know, for me, having left school so early and being so independent and so, um, let's say, determined. My, my children say it's stubborn, but determination. Um, it, it, you always look for the lesson in the challenges that you have. There's been lots of challenges, but... Um, I think business in general is not easy. It has a lot of ups and downs, but it's about taking something positive away every time there is a challenge, um, whether it's a legal issue that somebody's tried to mimic the look of the product, whether it is um, a, a trademark that you missed out on by a day and you have to work out how you can secure it in a particular region, uh, whatever it is, whether it's a delay at the laboratory and you've got advertised product. I mean, you, all of those things you can use to to learn how we could do this better, how can we do this differently, what went wrong here, what could we have done that, um, you know, may have avoided it. So I think always looking for the positive in, in the lessons um, and in the challenges that we have. So, Catherine, how do you find the balance in your ups and Because you were talking about having your ups and downs in business. How do you find the balance between those ups and downs? Um, look, I, I try and um, have some me time and sometimes it's it's as – uh, as random as getting on a plane for business where I've got a seat 
you know, for 10 hours that nobody interrupts me and I have some, you know, somebody waiting on me and feeding me and I don't have to answer any phone calls. Um, that's not a great way of getting downtime. But for me, I do spend some quality time or I spend a lot of quality time with um, my children and we eat meals together all the time. Uh, we talk about everything all the time. Um, and it, it really brings you back down to earth and connects you with your core because the reason I'm doing this is, a, because I became a mother, um, and B, to help empower other mothers and to work around my children. So I try and, you know, have balance around family time. I went back to adult ballet classes a couple of years ago. I've, I've, I'm learning French. Um, so just as long as you can do some things that you're really passionate about that aren't just work, because we're passionate about work, but we need other stuff as well. <laughs> oh, c'est très bien. Je suis française. I, I was oh. actually born in France, uh, in Briançon. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We can have some French lessons a little bit later on if you like. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Catherine, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, <laughs> um, it's okay to dream big, but perhaps have more of a plan because a lot of our business growth has come out of um, reacting to an opportunity and um, we don't really need to seek out uh, a lot of opportunities because they just come to us, especially after two decades. But I think being reactive rather than having a clear strategy is not always the right way to go. And as our business grows, having a plan and, and a strategy to manage the growth moving forward is really, 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 really crucial. Yeah, wow. Dream big, I like that one. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever worry about anything? Like, Do you have, do you have anything that ever keeps you up at night? Um, look, not generally about the business. Um, I, I had trouble sleeping sort of for a long time. Um, up until last year, I, I took my first kind of holiday with a couple of girlfriends and we did France and Italy. And um, after that, I just found this peace and I was able to sleep really restfully and, and it was just wonderful. It sort of really changed um, my quality of sleep. So I don't lose sleep as such over business, but um, it would normally be matters of the heart. So if my two sons are tucked up in bed and I know they're home safe, then I'm happy and I can relax. Um, I would generally, generally debrief, you know, my, my work stuff with my staff or my partner or a close girlfriend. Um, but I think, yeah, look, mostly it would be, If, if I was awake at night, it would be worrying about, you know, something to do with the children, I would say, but certainly not business. Oh, very good. <laughs> that's that's uh, interesting. It's very rare that you, most people in business they t tend to lose sleep over business, and I like the fact that you don't lose sleep over business. Well, my partner's in the industry, and I guess my children have grown up with me talking about business every day, from the, from the big highs to the little highs, and we celebrate all the little things, and we, we talk about the challenges. So I guess I have a lot of... Um, you know, verbal outlet, <laughs> if you yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. So, Catherine, who's been your greatest influence? Um, oh, it'd have to be my children. Um, I, I began the business because of them. I began because I became a mother the first time. Um, I had a, a big six-year gap, so my second little bubba arrived, you know, and it was almost like I had two single children. Um, but it, every time, you know, that, you know, something monumental happened, it was really around the children. So I would have to say that, you know, as corny as it sounds or as cliche as it sounds, that in my industry and in the sector that I'm in um, and what I've done as a business over two decades has really been because I became a mum and I combined, you know, this passion and this drive and um, a business sense with, with being able to provide something in this sector. So and it was only as a result of being a mum because I'm sure that I would have stayed in fashion and style and, and something else, not, not baby products, had I not been a mother. 
Catherine, I don't think it's corny at all. I think it's absolutely <laughs> beautiful that your sons are your your greatest influence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we do with all of our women of inspiration, we always ask them to pick one word that best describes their personal brand. So if you had to pick one word that describes you or your personal brand, what would that word be? Um, I'd say authentic and that, that would be for obviously me in my personal life and about the business. Um, the brand is centred around authenticity, information, um, transparency. It's, it's come about as a result of, you know, following a genuine passion and developing something that didn't exist. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think authentic, authenticity is, you know, the word that I would choose. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So as um, as we do with every single show, we always wrap up with three golden nuggets that uh, we always ask our women of inspiration to share with our listeners. So what would be your three golden nuggets that you would like to give to our listeners? Okay, I would always say to do lots and lots of research, know the market that you're going into well, whether it's a domestic market, whether it's a product or service, um, or whether it's export, but but understanding the key points of difference of what you're bringing to market. So it's not going to be replicating something, but it really has its own um, key points of difference. I think that's really important. Um, Approaching business with um, an attitude of service. What benefit will your product or service bring to a consumer or the marketplace? How can I serve, not what's in it for me and what am I going to get out of it? I I really love that philosophy. Um, And the other more practical thing is probably to protect your IP. In these days, um, it does include a lot more than just registering a trademark or a patent. Um, we have social media handles and domain names and, and trademarks as well that need to be registered and secured in order to build your business down the track. Um, and often these are in multiple geographic regions and sometimes they're even in foreign languages. Um, in Chinese, for example, where we needed to register our Aroma Baby name and then another Chinese name or a, sa- a sounding name like Aroma Baby in that language. Um, and if you are going into an export market, I will just add as a little side note to always try and embrace the culture and maybe even learn a few words of the local language. I think that's really fun and it's a good icebreaker. Yeah, absolutely. I love the one to, uh, to be of service. And I think that's a very different energy when you're doing uh, business for yourself, very different to when you're doing something to be a service to others. Mm, agreed, totally. One. Yes. So, Catherine, how do our listeners find you? Uh, well, our Facebook page is um, forward slash Aroma Baby Organic Baby Skincare, and there's more than 20,000 fans there, so it's pretty easy to find that page. Um, on Instagram, we have Aroma Baby underscore official. I also have my own profile page if they want to look at the writing or the, the style stuff that I do, which is uh, they can just follow the handle Lady Catherine's Life or it's under Ms. Aroma Baby. Um, we also have, obviously, our website, which is aromababy.com. And it is a little bit outdated, but it's been there for nearly two decades and has extremely high rankings <laughs> with um, search engine optimization. So we've been reluctant to change any of that, but we are certainly looking at updating the site. And um, they can also find us on Twitter under the Miss Aroma Baby as well. So it's just MS Aroma Baby, one word. Catherine, thank you so, so very much for coming on the show. And I'm I'm just pumped with energy. You're just amazing. You're just very fast-paced, <laughs> very energetic. So and I'm, I'm sure that people, once they listen to this interview, they'll be feeling exactly the same. So I hope they're listening to it early in the morning while they're driving to work and uh, be absolutely pumped to get, you know, start their day. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. 
that brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.